What's happening, guys? Sam Adams here, and welcome to a brand new episode of Caffeinate today for July the 18th of 2019. Of course, for those that are brand new, welcome to the show. And if you don't know, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry, and I keep you up to date and informed on everything happening in the industry we all love. And today, the show is a bit late going up on podcast services as well as YouTube.com and also live on Twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams. Because I was tired, I worked overnight, and I needed a couple of hours of sleep before we went all in, because today we got some pretty big news. Do you remember the, is it 21st day of September? No, I'm just kidding. That was a horrible joke that I didn't plan. Uh, do you remember the fact that we had two Nintendo Switch models rumored to be coming out? It seems those rumors were not entirely unfounded, because of course we got the reveal of the Nintendo Switch Lite, but now we have our first look at a brand new model of the Nintendo Switch coming later this year that changes just one specific feature, and that is battery life. It's very exciting for those that definitely play on the go and also in general just want to purchase a Switch. Uh, but Monster Hunter World has shipped 13 million copies. PUBG has a brand new cinematic trailer that shows off exactly what is going on in the world of PUBG. Luigi's Mansion 3 launches on October the 31st. Officially, of course, we saw the rumors last week about October 4th being the release date, but it seems those were also unfounded rumors. Plants vs. Zombies 3 exists, but you probably can't play it yet. Ghost Recon's Wildlands has a final major update with... Battle Royale, surprise, surprise, and finally, we have a little fun factoid about Red Dead Redemption 2. Roger Clark had to redo some of the lines that he wrote and recorded. He didn't write them, he recorded them, uh, because he sounded too intimate with his horse. We'll talk more about that in just a couple of moments. But that is pretty much the lineup for today's show. Again, if you are brand new here, I do hope you enjoy what I bring to the table. And the show is hosted five days a week if you do want to subscribe or follow and check it out live or in VOD format. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top stories. First off, Nintendo is releasing a brand new Switch model with better battery life. This August, Nintendo is releasing a new Switch model with a longer battery life. It will be priced the same as the current model and aside from the improved battery, feature the exact same specs. The new model's battery life will last between 4.5 and 9 hours depending on the game. For Breath of the Wild, for example, the battery life will last for an estimated 5.5 hours. In comparison, the current model has a battery life that's between 2.5 and 6.5 hours depending on the game. Once again, for Breath of the Wild, the battery life is around 3 hours. So basically, if you're playing a pretty high-end, power-intensive, graphics-heavy game, you are going to be getting roughly about 2.5 hours more out of the new version of the Nintendo Switch. Above, you can see how that compares to the newly announced Nintendo Switch Lite, which will feature a battery life of 3 to 7 hours. Breath of the Wild clocks in at about 4 hours. So, you're actually getting more battery life in the regular version of the Nintendo Switch? I'm sorry, what? Uh, that's kind of nuts as compared to the Switch Lite, but then I suppose you do have to pay a bit more. A complicated issue, nonetheless. According to Nintendo, the new model, number HAC-001-01, will also be available in the US starting mid-August if you did want to dive in and give the new model of the Nintendo Switch a shot. 
Again, this one looks aesthetically the same. This one functions aesthetically the same. Aesthetically is not the correct word to use there, but everything else is identical aside from the new increased battery life. And I will say, it's good to see a new battery life being included in a new model of the Nintendo Switch. But man, is this going to make buying a Nintendo Switch such a pain. Uh, because number one, you have the base model that's already out on store shelves that is by all means a fine Nintendo Switch. But everybody that's going out and buying a new Nintendo Switch is going to want this model because that's not something you shake a stick at. That's a good amount of playtime that you're getting out of this additional battery life for the new model of the Nintendo Switch. And so if I had to predict what the outcome is going to be here, you are going to be seeing a huge influx of these lesser so uh, Nintendo Switch consoles on platforms like eBay and Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist because people want the one with the longer battery life. And also, if you are buying a Nintendo Switch this holiday season, be careful which model you pick up. Be sure if you're asking your grand for a brand new Nintendo Switch, let her know to talk to the young man at GameStop, at, at the Game Stoop, and, and, and let him help her out with finding the correct model. Will he actually take the time to help your grandmother? Probably not, but hey, you could always give it a shot. Uh, so I think the main thing I want to point out here is the Nintendo Switch Lite. Of course, you do have a slightly longer battery life, but then you have lower predictions for Breath of the Wild, if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, that's kind of shocking, actually. Uh, so again, if you do want to play battery, or, uh, Breath of the Wild, for example, the battery life will last for an estimated 5.5 hours on the new Nintendo Switch, the mainline uh, flagship console, and then it's only going to be clocking in at 4 hours on the Nintendo Switch Lite? That's a bit shocking, to say the least. Uh, but I suppose we will have to wait and see the final you know, outcome of this. Will you actually be getting that amount of time out of either of those consoles? I suppose it is yet to be seen, and it depends largely on the user experience. Uh, but Kind of weird to see Nintendo putting out three different models of the Nintendo Switch. Of course, albeit one of those models is ultimately going to be replacing the base model. But still, makes things very complicated for those wanting to get in on the latest generation of Nintendo hardware. Next up, we have Monster Hunter World shipping 13 million copies worldwide. Capcom's biggest ever game keeps getting bigger. That's what she said. I've been watching a ton of The Office. This is a news in brief article. Read more about the story by following the link as seen below. And boom, we go to Twitter. Hunters, we have hit another big Monster Hunter World milestone. 13 million units shipped worldwide. We are celebrating by giving everyone a special item pack. Look out for these useful items when you claim your daily login bonus between July 25th and August the 29th. You get, if you log into Monster Hunter World, Attack Jewel times 1, Appreciation Ticket times 13, Silver egg times 13, a gold Weirvium paint print, excuse me, four times three, and heavy armor sphere times three. If you did want to log into Monster Hunter World and check out what is available there. Monster Hunter World, incredible to see this game continuing to grow and flourish, and of course, it's going to do nothing but grow even bigger uh, over the course of the next few months as we do inch closer to Iceborne, which is the big expansion that is coming for Monster Hunter World. Uh, but again, this is Capcom's most successful game to date. Incredible to see it continuing to grow and to hit these milestones. It seems like month after month. I feel like this is at least the third time that I've talked about how uh, there is another record broken, another milestone achieved by the guys behind the scenes at Monster Hunter, and good on them, because I've played the game. I played a bit of uh, the Iceborne beta a couple of weeks back. It's fun. It's not necessarily my cup of tea, but it's a fun game. It's a fine game. Uh, but I suppose we will have to wait and see exactly what shakes out whenever Monster Hunter 
Iceborne does come out because that could push the overall units shipped from 13 to potentially, I would say, maybe if I had to estimate 18 million, if it does really, really well, at the very least, probably another 3 million. But I suppose we will have to wait and see exactly what comes out of that. Now in the chat, to return to the first story, Roy says, is this the Switch Pro? Absolutely not. No, this is not the Nintendo Switch Pro. This one just has better battery life. No additional graphic specs to speak of. But maybe whenever the Switch Pro does come out, PUBG could be on it. God, I hope not. It's time It's time to move on. But PUBG has a brand new cinematic trailer that tells the story of Wrangle, which of course is the first map. Season 4 kicks off next week. The next season in PUBG has a release date and a nifty new trailer. PUBG Corp has officially revealed Season 4 of PUBG with the help of a strange trailer coming to the game July 24th on PC. PUBG seasons are months-long events that launch alongside a new battle pass and usually carry a specific theme. This time, it's all about the return to Orangle, the game's first and best map, with the map's remaster currently in the works. Today's trailer is very cinematic, which is rare for PUBG, telling a bit of an origin story of Orangle and a war that took place decades before people started killing each other for sport. It turns out it's all a competition to find the best survivors, set up by a boy, now a grown man, who survived a traumatic experience on the island as a child. It's a pretty neat trailer. I will say it's weird to see a cinematic trailer for PUBG, but hey, it's a thing. Uh, it's a thing they did. July 24th is when Season 4 will kick off proper, but if you would like to play the new content early, you can download the test server on PC to see the remastered Orangle, new car radios, and more for yourself. And in the meantime, you can check out the cinematic trailer as seen here within the article. Alongside the new trailer, PUBG Corp also revealed the new lobby music, which will accentuate the pre-game experience in Season 4. Uh, but, so you start off in 1965, boy standing on a beach. Basically, it's kind of like a Vietnam War flashback, but at the end of the trailer, as we will fast forward here, uh, you do have a desk full of what appears to be literally gameplay of 100 different people and the boy, now man's feet, up on the desk as he leans back and enjoys the chaos, the death, the destruction that is going on on the island because apparently everybody they're nothing but pawns. Uh, interesting concept, to say the least. I'm a fan of the look of the game. I'm a fan of the look of the remastered map because I have seen some screenshots. It looks pretty good. But do we really need a story in PUBG? Not necessarily. However, as we see in the chat, PUBG is in fact still kicking. It is doing fairly well. Uh, seen a resurgence in the past few months, actually, shockingly enough, as more people have been kind of dying off from Fortnite and other games and coming back to what feels comfortable in PUBG is relatively comfortable. It is challenging. Uh, it can be a pain in the ass from time to time, but everybody kind of knows what PUBG is, plays PUBG. Uh, if you don't have anything else to play, it's kind of that situation right now. With Season 4 coming back, though, you could be seeing more and more people jumping back into it. Of course, the game has improved drastically over the course of the past year or so. Uh, it was in a bad spot for a while, but uh, it's definitely seeing a lot of improvements over the course of now and of course the past few months but also now uh, as it continues to become a better version of the game but why not have a story i suppose i suppose indeed however you know what probably has a better story than PUBG? Luigi's Mansion 3, and that game is launching on October the 31st. Luigi's Mansion 3 will launch on Switch on October the 31st, of course, Halloween Day slash Night, as announced by Nintendo. Here is an overview of the game via Nintendo.com. Luigi's dream vacation turns into a ghostly and gooey nightmare. I hate it when my vacation turns into a gooey nightmare. 
Luigi embarks on a dream vacation with Mario and friends upon receiving an invitation to a luxurious hotel. However, his dream quickly becomes a nightmare when King Boo reveals everything had been a ploy to capture Mario and friends. With the assistance of Professor Egad once again, the reluctant and cowardly hero Luigi traverses up and down treacherous floors of the now ominous hotel on a quest to save them. Wield the upgraded Poltergust G00, or Goo, to slam and blow away the ghost defenses or summon Gooigi, an all-green doppelganger that can help Luigi overcome obstacles he can't get past alone. Interchange between Luigi and Gooigi as one player or grab a friend and control one each. For more frantic multiplayer action, race the timer to clear various objectives on a series of floors and scare scraper mode. Scare scraper mode can be played online or locally with up to eight players on four Nintendo Switch systems. Additional games are required and are sold separately. And of course, you have some key features, etc., etc. But Luigi's Mansion 3 does look to be a pretty good entry into the age-old franchise that has not seen an entry in a hot minute. Uh, but the main thing here is the game is not going to be launching on October 4th, as reported uh, Lee going to be the plan as of last week. No, we are getting it on Halloween Day, which I think is pretty fitting considering it's Luigi's Mansion 3. A very fun game, one that's going to do well in the streaming space, I would say, for that day, because nobody... Nobody loves anything more than a good Luigi's Mansion game on October the 31st. Uh, but I suppose we will see what kind of sales this game does. If I had to predict, I would say pretty well, especially considering the time of the year that it is coming out. Uh, but again, it's not necessarily a game like Layers of Fear or Outlast, where it really does have a ton of value at that specific time of the year. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is, at its core, just a fun Nintendo game, so it's going to do well throughout the holiday season and beyond. But specifically on Halloween... It's going to be doing fairly well. I will say it probably would have done better and will do better uh, if they were to release it on October the 4th because at that point you have a couple of weeks of build up to Halloween and people get excited, people get festive with it, uh, and so it probably would have sold better if it had not been launching at the end of October, uh, but it is very fitting. It definitely is going to be a big seller on that specific day, but maybe you want something with a little bit of zombies instead of ghosts in it. Maybe some plants, some succulents. Some suck succulents. Plants vs. Zombies 3 exists, but you probably can't play it yet. Out of nowhere, EA has confirmed the existence of Plants vs. Zombies 3, playable to a select group of people via a pre-alpha build. A Google Play Store listing accessible in the US is currently advertising the game for certain Android users as spotted by Android Police. The same link goes to a 404 error here in the UK. Screenshots show familiar plants and zombies from the series' roots, although one big change seems to be the sunflower energy comes not from the actual sunflower plants placed on the game board, but from a meter. But much of this may still change, developer PopCap notes in the game's App Store description. In this plantastic pre-alpha, you should anticipate experiencing bugs, zombies don't bathe very often, and other issues, the studio wrote. Don't soil your pants just yet plants. Ah, soil your plants. Uh, plants vs. Zombies 3 is currently under construction and is not representative of the final game. Pre-alpha is focused on getting your feedback on combat features only. We are saving a lot more for later. The game is currently free to play with in-game microtransactions in the usual range from pennies up to enormous $999 amounts. Just kidding, it's only $100. I say jokingly, only $100 in a mobile game. In other Plants vs. Zombies news, they are still expecting a third installment of the series' shootery Garden Warfare spinoff, and of course it's readying a new PVZ for launch by the end of March of 2020. Uh, but I do appreciate the puns. I also appreciate the fact that Plants vs. Zombies is still a thing that is continuing to grow and evolve. Um, for those that aren't familiar with the franchise, 
whenever the iPod Touch really kind of rose to fame, one of the biggest and most popular games on the platform was Plants vs. Zombies. I sunk hundreds of hours into Plants vs. Zombies back whenever I first got an iPod Touch, whenever I was probably 11 or 12, somewhere around there. Uh, but it's a very fun little strategy game, great to play while you're pooping. Uh, I will say that, very, very good pooping game, because it's not that long, but it's long enough. And so, if you do want to dive into Plants vs. Zombies 3, if you were lucky enough to get into the pre-alpha, you can dive in now. But it seems like that's not too many people out there. I've also seen reports this is available on iOS, if you did want to give that a look. Uh, but again, I have not actually tried it out for myself to see if there are any other details that I might have missed on this one. Because, quite frankly, when it comes out, it comes out, and it's still going to make bukus of money, absolute piles of cash, just a gluttonous amount of dinero. It's going to do very, very well, because Plants vs. Zombies has established itself as an age-old kind of mobile game. It's almost on the same level as Candy Crush in my mind. Uh, not necessarily in the same kind of match-three way, but people know Plants vs. Zombies in the same way that you're familiar with Farmville, in the same way that you know, not really solitaire, but you understand where I'm going with this. You just know specific games, uh, but... I suppose we will have to wait and see when it officially launches, and I can't imagine it being any time later than the last half of 2019. It's a mobile game. Surely it can come out soon. But Ghost Recon Wildlands is a game that is also still kicking, and it has a final major update that will add a new Battle Royale-style game mode. And I believe it's out now if you do want to dive in and give it a shot, with the game being 70% off as of right now as well. Mercenaries is an 8-player PvPvE free-for-all. Ubisoft said last year that the technical challenges involved in adding a BR mode to a third-person shooter Ghost Recon Wildlands made it impossible to undertake right now. Apparently, it has made some progress since then because the final major update to the game will add a new mode called Mercenaries that will bring what sounds an awful lot like a small-scale BR-slash-survival experience to the mean streets of Bolivia. Mercenaries is an eight-player PvPvE free-for-all mode that begins with each player alone and unarmed. Job one is to scrounge weapons and gear in order to be able to effectively fight unit Unidad, excuse me, I thought that said undead, and I was like, are we getting BR zombies? Uh, Unidad forces and other players, but the larger goal is to find and activate radio transmitters that will gradually reveal an extraction zone on the map. Once you have activated three transmitters, a chopper will come in and the extraction zone will be revealed to everyone when it lands. The first player to fill their extraction gauge and get to the chopper will actually win. I know it's a brand new idea. Battle Royale is a completely unexplored version of gameplay that so many people have foregone not but it does sound interesting of course the article goes on to talk more about armor and health it's pretty much what you would expect from the br mode as you have seen before uh, but i like where this is going of course the pvpve definitely adds a bit of a new element to it uh, whenever you're talking about the combination here everybody talks about how fortnite is a combination of PUBG and fortnite everybody talks about how uh you have ring of elysium which is a combination of a third person shooter and elements of PUBG. Uh, i think what you get here with ghost recon wildlands is a combination of uh obviously ghost recon because there's an objective because you do have to activate the transmitters uh so you have that ghost recon kind of dna but then you have stuff like ring of elysium where you do have to get to the chopper and you have to essentially load into the chopper uh, you do have the PUBG tacticalness of the third person shooter if that's a word uh 
that's the kind of element that I'm seeing here within Ghost Recon Wildlands, the Mercenaries mode. Uh, but again, the game is out now. It's been out for a hot minute if you do want to dive in and give the Mercenaries mode a shot. Uh, but in the chat, I'd pay for Ghost Recon Zombies. That's not a bad idea. It could potentially do well. Uh, however, I do love the look of Ghost Recon Wildlands, just not a game that I could ever dive into. Uh, now, we do have the brand new Ghost Recon game coming out later in, I believe, 2020. 20? It could be 2019. When does the new Ghost Recon game come out? Let's see. Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint comes out in October 4th of 2019. Within that day, that's when you're going to be getting that. Uh, so again, you have the brand new Ghost Recon game coming out very soon, shockingly soon actually. Uh, and if you did want to dive in and give the dying breath of Ghost Recon Wildlands a shot, you can check it out. Whenever it launches today, Again, the game is 70% off currently if you do want to get it for a budget price. And it is a pretty good-looking game. Again, I don't know how much bang for your buck you are going to be getting, but it can't be too bad if there's a brand new mode out there ready for you. And to round out today's show, a funny story to end off on. Roger Clark, the, of course, Arthur Morgan of Red Dead Redemption 2, had to redo some of his lines because he sounded too intimate with his horse. Much of the acting work for Red Dead Redemption 2 was just that acting. Performance capture involves a full physical performance from the cast, who are free to play off of each other and use makeshift props. It's a different prospect of voice acting, another skill in its own right, since a camera captures every facial movement and the animators translate that performance into a game. But even with the motion capture games, there are instances where the actors need to get into a sound booth and read through lines in isolation. This is often how effort sounds, all the grunts and cries of pain are recorded. In Red Dead Redemption 2, a booth was also used to record the sounds for when the player is riding around the open world on their horse. A lot of the horse stuff was actually voice acting, Arthur Morgan actor Roger Clark said during a recent Momocon panel. I think I spent about two days in the booth doing that stuff. It was, you know, is Arthur's horse a mare or a stallion? Then there's different dialogue if you have a level 4 bonding than if you have a level 1 bonding. You're not quite as affectionate, etc. So we did that. A couple weeks later, I come back in and one of our wonderful assistant directors, Gethin Aldous, I believe I said that correctly, says, Raj, we got to do these horse lines again. And I was like, why? He said, well, it's a little too intimate. It sounds like you're not talking to a horse. I was like, what do you mean? Then he played it back. After hearing the recording back, the actor agreed they should redo the lines. Skip the following video to 1630 to hear Clark's incredible horse seduction skills. And so I can imagine this is the one where he goes, hey, hissy girl. And then, and then it just gets really quiet, and you're like, are you getting ready to screw this horse? What the hell? Uh, the panel features Dutch Vanderland actor Benjamin Byron Davis as well, and it's very much so worth the watch if you do want to check out Roger Clark and, of course, the other actors that are into Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, talk about the experience. It's an hour long, probably a pretty good time. Uh, but hilarious to see the fact that they had to redo horse lines because of the fact that essentially Arthur Morgan sounded like he wanted to have sexual relations with that horse like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Uh, but I digress. That rounds out today's topic for Caffeinate. If you did enjoy today's show, be sure to drop me a like down below if you are watching on YouTube. If you're live on Twitch, hanging out with me, I appreciate you being here, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day. But the show will be back tomorrow for a brand new rundown of the hottest gaming news. However, until then, you guys have a fantastic rest of the day. I will talk to you soon, and peace.